Creed's 18th entry. No, wait a minute. Nope, nope, nope. Creed's 19th entry. And I hope you'll pardon the extraordinarily. Extraordinary. Sorry. Scratch that out. Extraordinarily bad penmanship. Because I'm walking as I'm riding. That alone is a challenge, but you should also consider that I'm walking with one wooden leg. But it's necessary, for you see, while we were camped out in the swamp, Madge was getting more messages in his head. I only speak to true disciples, and you've proven yourself worthy. So you are telling me that... When I was trapped beneath that tree for three days without food, you did not decide that then was the right time to speak, but instead now? Your message goes out. Rigrack, the leader of the Owl Folk, had been a pretty helpful fellow, giving us new insight into what was going on. There were eruptions of the pyres of stone. And, uh, they were all killed. Struck down right in front of me. We have no awareness that Fjol can create this stone. He is just a man. He's very powerful. Learning new spells and always striving for more power. If he can do this, he is a very powerful adversary. But then it started raining. Your cousin says he closed off his will to the southern mountain god. And then he began speaking to you, asking for your location. This is a very valid point. He cannot see us, but we must be wary of Fjall's worshippers. Especially because he knows how to create stone. Fyrdos went off scouting or foraging for something. I have taken an oath to trek through snow and sleet and hail to deliver these packages. But for Sina, I will instead bundle up with scraps in the metal. Okay, just remember, you don't go into the camp. We leave them outside the camp. And while he was out, he encountered an old friend of his. Fyrdos! I thought I would never find you! And he throws his arms around you. But I was sent by Una. You're supposed to come back with me. My blood runs cold when he says that. This newcomer was an awkward, nervous fellow from the druid circle Fyrdos was raised in. Uh, apparently, he had a letter from the circle's matron, but he let slip an unfortunate phrase that set off the owl folk leader. I have a message for you. It is from Una. She wasn't sure that I would ever find you, but I assured her... And thank Fjall, here you are! You take the paper from him, and as soon as you unfold it, there's a sound of a splurt of meat. And when you look up from the paper, your buddy Ivar is sitting there with a magical arrow in his neck. I'm going to lay on hands of him and just give him, um, let's see, oh, 60 points of healing. This is a worshipper of y'all. He has given us away. Y'all's eyes are here, and he could kill us if he knows how to create the stone. Let him do it then. I am not afraid. The owl folk nods and he immediately takes to flight as all the other owls do with him and they get uh, as far off the ground as they can 
before they just leave the campsite. Mads is going to start slamming his fists into the ground as hard as he possibly can, screaming for Fial to take him. Do it! If you are watching, do it! You get a message in your head all of a sudden, and it says, There is no longer a need. You are not useful to me. I am going to rip your head from your fucking torso! Your message goes out. Time to Die Podcast Network presents The Giant's March. The road is long, but the world is small. Ivar is laying there, recovering from his shock, as uh, the wound in his neck has healed. The owl folk have flown away from the camp and off into the distance. Fear of getting rock spikes jutted through them. And Mads is probably still panting and heaving after he sent out this rage message. And Firdas, you're standing there with a slightly damp letter in your hands. I can't believe that all just happened. Are you okay, brother? I don't know what I did to provoke him. I can breathe again. I think I'm going to be alright. But I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that either. Who were those? They are uh, followers of Akadi. They've, uh, They've let us know that Fial is not what he claims to be. He's a kind and benevolent god. A kind and benevolent god wouldn't be trying to stoke a war between our people and those of the city that we are near. I think that you have a story to tell me. Yes, I think we all do. What are you doing down here so far south? When I fled the circle, um, I was actually responding to a, to a summon for a... a uh, I turned to uh, Sina for help with the, the word. A census? Yes. I was going to join my cousins in cooperating with this against the will of Una. At the time, I wasn't sure if I was going to stay gone. How your parting from the circle has changed you. You are now attending census. Registering your name in their books. Imagine that. There's a lot more to the world than that valley. Than our swamp. Yes. Including... A great many lies, which you seem to be buying into. They're not lies. All of us saw it. What did you see? We saw the... We saw the rock spikes firsthand, and we saw the mountain collapse from underneath of us. Yes, the mountain, it collapsed! Firdos! That is where we found the instructions. There was this cabin. It was all wrecked inside. Yes, we found the very same cabin. There were instructions in there on how we... Did you read the letter? Uh, I was only just given it. All that happened so quickly. Go on, read it. Yeah, I'm gonna take time and read the letter. Okay. It doesn't take you long. Is that the thing that you sent me? Yeah. 
Okay, I don't remember anything that was at this point. I did read it, though. It's short. It's in your Discord messages. Discord messages. <laughs> this thing starts off like it's one of those um, vehicle extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> about your litter's extended warranty. <laughs> Good news from the circle. I have sent Ivar to find you to deliver this message, which will self-destruct in 30 seconds. <laughs> Ivar's just a debt collector. So, uh, yeah, I finish um, reading the letter, and uh, I then crumple it up in my hands and throw it to the ground. The things she wrote up. The bones... The ritual in the letter that you found. Yes. They're very dangerous and unnatural. They will bring us closer to Fjol. It is said in the instructions we could obtain direct contact with him. They will bring us closer to the hells. You don't understand. We, we saw the results of these rituals firsthand in, in a tower that's now flooded, a monastery. It's... Uh, hang on, I have the writings. And she'll get into her bag and take out the notebook. And she won't give it to him, but she's going to show him. Just, like, hold it in front of his face? Yeah. Mads is just waiting with his uh, axe for somebody to tell him to kill this person, because obviously they're worshipping Fial, and so eventually he's got to dispose of him. So Mads <laughs> is ready for that. <laughs> okay, I turn to Mads. <laughs> and say, Mads, describe the thing that you fought in the castle. You mean the, uh, dragon made out of corpses? The corpse dragon, if you will? Yes. Shall I kill him now? <laughs> no. Oh. Cena, you can see his eyes scanning from one direction to the next and back again like a typewriter. And the longer that it goes across these pages, the further his smile fades to a frown and his eyes start to grow larger. And Mads, roll me an insight. 13. I don't think it's difficult for you to put the pieces together. So you're a pretty wise fellow. You're getting the sense that with, with the information that was in Firdas's letter, and the fact that you got a message in your head saying, basically, fuck you, I have no use for you. You get the sense that you're not going to get spiked, that you are completely insignificant at this point. I could give you more, but that's not a very high roll. This can't be true. Ivar, you must see. These instructions, these portals, they make only corruption. Vile corruption. If this is true... The circle is in great danger. That may be. Maybe they were always in danger. It took me a great deal of time to find you. They may... It may be too late. We can't even get back there. In time. I'm pretty sure it is already too late, considering that that being has basically told me that I am not needed. So I would assume that it has found something more powerful, which would probably be a circle. They are definitely dead, friend. He had just gotten up off the ground after his arrow through the throat, and now he kind of falls back to the ground in a slump. Or worse, they are some sort of a monstrosity. Ivar, I don't think that they are going to be killed. I think that they are going to be used, and that they have been being used. Fyodos, you have to come back with me. I don't think I can face this alone. I think that... I think that we may need to cut the head off of the snake directly. Going back home will be... a fool's errand. Where is the snake? It's further south. I don't know exactly where. For that, I think we'll have to find a cleric... that knows such things, of gods and, and things. Allow me to go with you. I have nothing to return to. Unless something terrible has happened, in which case I cannot 
I cannot go back to that. Not by myself. That's the only family I have. Except for you. I would gladly have you join us. You must promise me one thing. If you hear a voice in your head, don't answer it. Also, don't touch me. That's another rule. <laughs> yes, that's a very important yeah, rule. Do not touch him. Yeah, that's, that's he he broke the bard's arm for that, and it's yeah, it's just not a good idea in general. He nods. Okay, um, I, I think we would um, then just start to. I would go around introducing everybody to him and sort of trying to lighten the mood, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bard will start playing not jovial music, but just kind of neutral music, try to get some spirit back into the camp. The old neutral music. <laughs> <laughs> some Pink Floyd. He's playing some neutral milk hotel. Sneedle <laughs> <laughs> so will walk over and put a hand on the bard's shoulder and go, thank you. That was needed. Nods. Honestly, I think the only thing that could be neutral music is yodeling because Switzerland. <laughs> I am not doing that. This was all taking place. I think we decided it was around dinner time, so it's probably deep into nightfall by the time everything is settled down. And uh, throughout the course, you guys have felt the faint gust of wind coming from the northerly eastern direction. And your name was Ivar, correct? That is correct. It was the name given to me by the circle because I had no parents. Well, would you like to pick a new name? I don't understand that Ivar is all I've ever known. What would you have me become? Anything you want. You heard Firdaus, the world is very big. You can make a place for yourself in it. And if you want, that can start with finding a name for yourself and not one that was chosen for you. I have read in stories of people on adventures that get names from something they do in their journeys. I've heard of that, yes. This is the only journey I've ever taken. Perhaps I will find something along the way, a name for myself. Perhaps. It will probably be where you least expect it. Better be careful about what you do. You might step in some pile of shit and get named shit pile. Oh, that's right. Did Fjordas introduce you to the gnomes? <laughs> oh yes, that also brings up a very interesting point. Be careful where you step also because we travel with gnomes. Yeah, yeah. The gnomes were very kind to me back at the watchtower. Yes, uh, we met our friends near there too. And I met some very peculiar half-men, half-felines. We're not going to talk about those. We don't speak of him. We don't speak of them? One of them is a fucking creep? Unless, of course, you know exactly where they are so that I can go and murder them. Well, we're only going to murder the one. I was kind of thinking that this was a, a situation that warrants genocide of an entire people. No, <laughs> no. It's not necessary. They didn't do anything. It was just him. We don't know that they haven't done anything. We should go and investigate and decide whether or not the entire people deserve to live. <laughs> no, that's not up to us. Cousin, the head of the snake. There will be plenty of killing for you in the days ahead. I'm half kidding, cousin. <laughs> it's the half that's not kidding is the part that worries me. <laughs> Fair enough, cousin. Fair enough. And he'll pat him on the back. <laughs> See, me okay to touch. Matt's not okay to touch. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay as well. I am quickly learning the ropes of this new circle. Yes. We're a pretty tight circle, but there's room for you if you'd like. It may be the only circle I have left. 
Bogdana drops a log into the fire from her firewood pile that she's created and she says, So there will be no war after all. Let us hope. Wait, no! Let us not hope. Let's definitely, uh... They made me chop off his leg! Think about that! We owe a vengeance upon them. Yes, a vengeance. I was looking forward to the war. God, what a woman! <laughs> he is well. If we do not go to war, where is our next destination? I'm only just now realizing how much Bogdana sounds like Ivar, and this is very problematic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering who was talking, yeah. Uh, although Ivar's got a different accent. I may have to fix this in post. I didn't notice until you pointed it out. <laughs> if we are not going to war, where is our next destination? I believe we need to sneak past the, the city. We need to find a cleric. What we need to do is we need to desecrate all of their shrines and kill their masters. We will definitely do that with any we find along the way. But we know of a shrine being built at my circle in the Darling's Gag. We cannot make it there in time. Alright, well here's the deal then. If we're going to make our way past, the only good way to do it will be with the diversion. And so I volunteer to pick as many rocks as I can over the next 48 hours, and we will make our way. And I will launch all of them at their walls and listen to them scream. How will you get through after that? Will they not come after you? Probably. But I figured I could probably make my way back up here and await you all to return. I believe we need to be heading south. That's where the next mountains are. I grow weary of this talking and moving around and accomplishing nothing. You are a man of action. It would be a shame to waste those shields you created. That's kind of what I was thinking. Do you have a plan, Bogdana? Yes, I would like to throw rocks too. Mads will have the biggest smile. Because <laughs> if two of us can carry rocks, we can get a hell of a lot of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> the night carries on into the wee hours since you guys aren't haven't been too worried about um security or even watches or getting up early i mean you've had your watches but it it seems like the threat is not as much as you worried about before so the morning comes and uh what happens you guys uh tearing down camp i'm going to hunt for boulders okay I'll go with him. I'm assuming that Bogdana might uh, join me as well. Like, well, how how would you scale it to a human? Like a basketball, a football, a something throw ball, right? I I want it to be like a like a softball in comparison to a human. Like, I want to get a bunch of softball-sized rocks in, which I mean, comparative to Mads, is still a pretty big fucking rock. Yeah, to you guys, it would be about the size of a tiefling's head. I mean, that's a little bit small. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Hoping to find something a little bit larger. <laughs> so maybe, like, pumpkin size? <laughs> yeah, definitely, like, pumpkin or bigger. Give me survival checks. Eaten. All right. I think individually. Uh, I got a 21. I got a 17 plus... Plus 7. What, 24? You guys are in luck because you come across kind of a quarry, which is very rare in these uh, swampy areas, but it's where the whole, uh, there was just kind of a big rock formation that's been worn away by all the, the wet and the water, and it's kind of crumbled down into this valley. And it took you a while. I mean, it, it's, it is a ways away from camp and kind of out of the way, but you guys are giants, so you're able to tromp through everything pretty well. And um, so you can load up here, and I think you can get at least enough for what you can carry. Um, is 
Bogdanowicz to grab uh, her own boulders, or do I need to grab some for her? Well, she would have been tearing down camp, but uh, Firdos is with you. Right on. I'll help load up Firdos then. Yeah, I'll be the pack mule. So you lug these. I don't even know how you're carrying them. What? What? How are you carrying these? I would load up pouches, and then also, I guess we could just fucking. Uh, we could make a litter. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a nice assemblage of shields that are about your size. Yeah, dude, I'm just going to fucking um, start tossing rocks up and then I'll just like set them on the shields and uh, like basically just attach some ropes to them and pull them like a sled dog. Right on. Yeah, you have, it takes a while, but you have no problem. I think by the time you get back, uh, the food is all bundled up. The fire has been, uh, like the the evidence of it has been dispersed, and as best she can manage, there is no more sign of camp. Dope. We are ready then. As you burst through the trees, she says this, and then when your sleighs come in behind you, she says, That is a lot of rocks. I did say I wanted to throw rocks at the city, did I not? I was not expecting you to find so many. Well, Vinos here is an invaluable person when it comes to finding any sort of resource in, in nature. He just sometimes throws them into the river as well. <laughs> this time he did not. <laughs> sometimes sacrifice is beneficial. He always says crazy things like that, but <laughs> he's right more often than he's wrong. That is true. Sometimes sacrifices it is very beneficial. I'm glad your time outside of the circle has not taken away from your understanding upon reliance and sacrifice for the gods. No, quite the opposite. It's made me quite reliant on it. Many people who leave the circle, it is said, they stray from their beliefs. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I'm learning that a lot of what was said in the circle was, well, I just start to walk down the road dragging the, the shield with the rocks. Now, I appreciate everything you've done for me. I appreciate the name, Pocket Chain Gnome. I'm kind of fond of it. But, would it be, would it be such a bad thing if I... Asked to ride on the sleigh. Oh, that is fine. If you have to change my name to Slay J Gnome, I understand. <laughs> Wait, your name isn't Pocket J Gnome? <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I've been calling you that this whole time. You've never corrected me. Well, it's not that I don't like the name. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it's better than my original name, to be honest. What's your original name? And what is that? Herbert. Well, yeah, I suppose you do look like a Herbert. Herbert Fart Knocker. Okay. Now I really <laughs> understand why you um why you like Pocket Chain Gnome. Pocket Chain Gnome's a good name. I I was going to let it go, but was that that surname was that a profession? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all right. You can let it go. Okay. I think that means yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you lower him down, he's going to climb aboard the rock pile. Just be careful. Sometimes in bumps and things, the rocks will settle. I wouldn't want you to get crushed. Pocket Gnome the first, uh, would you like to ride on the sleigh as well? Or would you like to continue being in my pocket? First of all, my name's Nespo Spoonback, and also I was the second. Okay then, Nespo's the second. Would you like to Would you like to stay in my pocket, or would you like to ride on the flitter? Either is okay. Um, not entirely sure. I'm so as rugged as uh, Slay J Gnome, so I'm gonna just stay in your pocket if that's all right. Okay. We should make an axe for you if you are going to be Slay J Gnome. <laughs> <laughs> An axe would do me fine. I could probably make an axe of some kind. 
as long as I don't throw my back out. <laughs> Maybe a spear would be better. Just throw the axe, not your back. <laughs> Hard not to do both at my age. Fair enough. I will throw enough axes for the both of us, Slay. <laughs> Slay J would actually be a good bard name. <laughs> you would just need some turntables. <laughs> I don't think I can make those. So the party is able to set sail for the south. Did that one dwarf leave, or is he still with us? You guys have uh, <laughs> Fuga Grass Hat, and he is still with you. I just don't like doing his voice. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was on my... because yeah, a bunch of the dwarves uh, died, didn't they? Yeah, he's hanging out. He's just, uh, he doesn't have much input. Mostly he's a follower. Fuga, would you like to ride on the litter, or would you like to stay on my shoulder? Oh, I don't mind, really. I just walk behind you. I guess I could sit on the sleigh. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. My 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 throat is gotten a bit sore, <laughs> and I, I think I'm catching me death of cold. <laughs> I probably should rest. <laughs> and not talk much more. <laughs> if you're not feeling well, I can cast healing word on you. I haven't been sick in a long time. I feel like I should experience it first and so I know how to take care of myself in the future. Okay, whatever you say. Uh, don't be silly. We cannot dilly-dally with staying sick just for sickness sake. <coughs> it's really not that bad. It's just my throat and my, my throat. inability. The experience isn't worth it, my friend. Cena <laughs> will cast healing word. My inability to switch between Southern and Cockney. <laughs> <laughs> Can we stop? I'm too fucking high for this. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Does healing word cure sickness? This is just gonna end up being a lost episode that we just released on Patreon. <laughs> Yeah, you could heal his voice. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's gonna be like, don't be ridiculous. She'll just pick him up and cast healing word. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. I feel right as rain. <laughs> You're welcome, my friend. My voice got so deep there for a while when I was sick. It certainly did. I'm glad you're feeling back at full health because we need you at full health. <laughs> Felt like a bloody baritone. You sounded like a bloody baritone. Pocket J Gnome, aren't you glad that the <laughs> dwarf is feeling better? <clears throat> Slay J, if you don't mind. Hmm. <laughs> yes, of course, sorry. I like the, the sound of it. You got a new name for your adventures as well. Was that Ivar or Bogdana? <laughs> <laughs> And then Bogdana's gonna say, We'd better get the move on. I think we should. Yes! Yes. So the party, uh, the party takes off, and you go down your hill, and you start going along the road, which is, it's still swampy and muddy from the flooding, but the water has receded some, somewhat, and, uh, <clears throat> And there's that part that I created <laughs> the guy to get in the way of the... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the great <laughs> mess of foliage you gotta get through. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, my bad on this one. You guys are walking along for um, half a day or so, and then roll me perception checks. 17. Uh, also 17. Ooh. Okay. Perception. Don't fuck me. Natural 20. Ooh. I see so much shit. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. She finally got the soot off her goggles. <laughs> uh, up the trail, y'all see this damn cat centaur walking towards you. I'll handle this. And she just puts on the most fake fucking smile you have ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> 
Oh! Okay. Hi! Sina! I always forget how big you are! Uh-huh. I'm kind I'm a giant. That's like our whole thing. I'm going to kill it! I'm going to kill it now if it does not go away! <laughs> no, Mads, it's fine. I hate it's it fine. and everything about it. It's fine, please don't kill him. <laughs> I have a gift for you, Sina. Oh! You, you do? She'll gonna look, look around? Alright, is, is it my dagger back? No! I lost your dagger! But I have another gift! Okay. You had one job. <laughs> I had two jobs! What? A job? Were you in on this? Ferdows? He's going to reach into his bag and pull out whatever bullshit Ferdows had him look for. I don't even remember. I don't either. <laughs> Wasn't it like gears and like pieces of metal and stuff like that? Oh yes, that's what. It, yeah, that that is what it was. It's just metal scraps. Yeah, like gears and and stuff to make another uh, raccoon thing <gasps> out of. Oh, it's only been a day, so he's probably only filled up one of his man sacks, as he calls them. But uh, he slinks it off his shoulders and holds. I'm going to kill it. No, there's no, no wait, way you can wait. call it a mad sack and have that be appropriate. <laughs> Matt, wait, wait. Is that metal? Some of it is metal, what? but not all of it. I just grabbed you what I could find, Sina, like flowers in a field. Thank you. How did you know I needed metal? It was uh, your very large friend here. He told me to revoke my first task of guarding your dagger with my life, which I assure you, I did to the best of my abilities. I guarded it good! Okay. I'm going to guard my battle axe in your haunches. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I do not require any form of repayment, Sina, unless you desired to give me a kiss. No. No, thank you. Do you have another task for me to demonstrate my love and fidelity? To demonstrate it good! Okay, here's fun. <laughs> what if you were to find a very busy place and you blindfolded yourself and laid down in the middle of an intersection? and awaited to see if perhaps a chariot would run over your head and squash it like a melon. is going to cast message on the cat centaur. And she's going to say, So, do I know of any plants that definitely don't exist? Don't exist at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just make some bullshit up. I don't care. Okay, so... I know there's this, there's this like plant I've been looking for for a really long time, and I, you know, I don't know what I would do if someone found it for me. I mean, you, you know, I'd probably be like beholden to them for the rest of my life or something. It's just, it's, I've just been looking for it forever. Do you think you could try to find it for me? You and I have developed. Such an intimate connection. We have not developed an intimate connection. <laughs> I feel like I can hear you in my head without you even speaking, Sina. I'm casting a spell. That's... Oh. <laughs> what is it I shall find? I was distracted by the melodious sound of your thoughts. It is a green flower with a white stem and blue thorns. It is like the reverse colors of a real flower, Sina. I know, right? It sounds incredible. This, I've been looking for it forever. I just can't find it anywhere. I will find this for you, my love. I will find it good. <laughs> it's much appreciated. Thank you so much. And thank you again for the metal for real. Like, it's, it's, this really means a lot to me. Thank you. As this message is going from your mind to his, he's already turned and he's dashing off into the swamp. Consider the intersection. It will be good for you. <laughs> I sent him on an impossible task. It's fine. <laughs> you guys carry on your way. And uh, I think a couple days go by, maybe a day and a half. And um, you all know 
that you are approaching Skazicus. Uh, Mads is going to start, like, stretching out his arm and shoulder like he's going <laughs> to, you know, do some windmills, uh, put, you know, one arm above his head, pull it down with the other one, you know, <laughs> like, loosen up at the torso, like, do a little bit of jogging in place, some high knees, <laughs> like. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, he would have had fun saying that one, wouldn't he have? <laughs> Record it for patrons. Cena's just hyping him up the whole time. Oh. <clears throat> for us, we'll uh, see what Mads is doing to prepare, and he's going to start trying to do it himself. Yeah, uh, Bogdana's doing it's it's a little bit more like '80s aerobics, and just <laughs> like sideways as she says, "You're going to throw rocks as well." Ah, uh, I will try. We must make sure that we get through. Yes, of course. Cena, everyone is doing it. You should join us in throwing rocks. Mads, you know I'm not. I, I have like the bare minimum of strength for a giant. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. That's still very strong. You can hurl some stones very far and do a great amount of damage. We are literally catapults, if you think about it. You should be careful. This is Cena, not the guy. Do you mean Bogdana? <laughs> this is Bogdana. <laughs> oh, Brian is now playing the part of Cena. <laughs> this is John Cena. We didn't even know he was there. <laughs> Bogdana says, You should be careful not to strain your arm. But if you do, I will have to use my massaging techniques to get it limbered again. I'll try not to strain my arm, thank you. Inwardly, are you going to try and strain your arm? No. <laughs> because I would I would trust you to... I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to try to strain my arm on purpose and then just have it, like, fucking fly off or something. Absolutely not. <laughs> your your <laughs> tricks won't work on me. <laughs> Mads will uh, immediately... Uh, start demonstrating proper form and how you push the rocks instead of throwing the rocks and uh so basically the technique will would be that you you know place the rock right about your chin you uh cock the elbow and you just get into a nice good spin and just launch the fucker and uh i think mads would launch one practice rock like just a you know good distance for everyone the old shot like put shot technique. put style yeah <laughs> I stole it from brian <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker i don't listen chris i don't have a lot of de- knowledge that i can demonstrate and so when you take it away from me <laughs> it's fun <laughs> it's honestly better than shot putting though because shot putting involves a small circle that you have to stay inside and if you can take longer leaps and get more momentum and centrifugal force you can fucking launch shit dude Holy fuck. I have had some long fucking faults when I threw the shot put. It's about two hours and you guys see the wall of Skazikis off in the distance. The trees have grown sparse and it's becoming more desert. Um, I would like to take a look and see if we see signs of them, like, doing extra fortification or, like, amassing any sort of, um, you know, sort of traveling armies or... What have you? Uh, how close are you willing to get for this? Um, actually, I'll I'll do my uh thing of turning into a giant elk and get really close. Okay, then uh, just give me a perception check. I'll even give it to you at advantage since you can get. So oh, close. thank God! I only rolled a four <laughs> on that first. <laughs> All right, that's better. Uh, Thirteen plus, I believe, four, so a seventeen. You turn into this form of an elk, and you continue along the path with nary a concern in mind, aside from maybe dwarvish hunters. And you approach the wall, and as you peer around the wall into the city. You do see some people, but the hustle and the bustle and and the busyness of the city is noticeably and considerably less than the last time you were here. 
and where before you saw the towers of Cyclops roaming around above the little tiefling buildings, it's vacant now. There are no Cyclops. <laughs> I am going to uh, run back and report that. Um, uh, cousins, there's uh, very little activity in the city. I thought that they might be amassing an army, but I saw no no signs of one. We know that no army came through to the north. So perhaps they have fallen back. To where? Perhaps into the castle. Perhaps they have fallen back further down towards the mountains. I am not entirely sure, but the only way we can be certain is if we make concentric circles and continue to scout them until we complete the perimeter. And only then will we know that they have gone further south. Dwarf. Yeah? Um, are you aware of any clerics in the town? Not personally, but I bet I could find somebody who knows a cleric. What's a cleric? Someone that is very... Um, knowledgeable on the gods. Oh, right. Like a, like a preacher. Precisely. Well, I could talk to some of me mates if they're still alive. And perhaps if you, while you're in town, you might be able to find out uh, if there's an army being held up in the, uh, in the castle. Here's the thing, though. Last time I was with a group, there were some arrows and a lot of blood and I ran, and I don't particularly want to go in there alone. You know what I mean? Hmm. Yes, perhaps you're right. Well, I'll go in there. I'm probably about to kick the bucket anyway. My age. Oh, don't say that. you still got plenty of gnome time left. Well... The gnomes seem to go in and out. Pretty neutral party. Doesn't seem like I'd get any red flags if I walk on in there. Slay Jay, if you would do this for us, we would be in your gratitude. You have to give me a bit of time. I'm not as fast as I used to be. <laughs> Sheena? Yes? Would there be some way to... Create like a glider of sorts, or perhaps a way to stop yourself against the wind if you were falling. I mean, I'd imagine so. Flight isn't really my area, but I could try. Well, if you could think of a way that we could make Slayjay be able to fall from the sky at a very slow rate, I could toss him. He could pull some sort of a, I don't know, ripcord, and then bring himself at a very slow and arrestable rate. Do you mean like a parachute? Yes! What is a parachute? <laughs> Whatever it is, I bet I could rip one like he said. Mm, that's how I got the name of Fart Knocker. <laughs> Dude, I'm way too high for this game tonight. <laughs> I don't think I have any fabric. I mean, I'm not even going to make a roll for it. You know, you could tear a piece of fabric and it would be a big enough to hold this gnome. Like, Yeah, she'll she'll rip a piece off of her, off of her like, cloak or whatever she has. Anything bigger than a kerchief would probably do. Yep. <laughs> and she's just like, okay, then, she's like, and just watch. And she goes, Slay Jay. I would like for you to watch how I put this together so you know how to take it apart. Mm. Okay? I'm watching. Okay. And she's going to rig up a parachute and she's going to tie it to his little shoulders (laughs) (laughs) and ball it up and like tie it to his and tie it onto a string. And she's like, all right, after Mads throws you, you're going to pull this string and it's going to unfurl from the back from your back. And then you're going to float down. God's willing. You're gonna float down. Yeah. If it doesn't work, at least it'll be a quick death. 
don't say that. Don't say that, Sledge. Mazzy, you and I still have an agreement, right? Mm, if something's gonna happen, you just step on me and end it quick, right? Mm. What? You have my word, friend. Mm, he and I, we have a pact. <laughs> Mads! <laughs> Slayja and I have an understanding. He knows that it would be better to die than to be brought into enemy capture, of course. Matter of fact, if you go in there and you find me just laying on the ground through busted legs, may as well just do the deed. You have my word, friend. No offense. He nods towards the bard. <laughs> <laughs> we have healing spells. If you were, bro- if you just had broken legs, why would we just not heal you? <laughs> so he's going to bundle up his parachute into his arms and uh, get ready for you to do what you gotta do. Cena's just standing there, like we can. I can make a healing potion in an hour. Why would he be so willing to die from a broken leg? <laughs> Mads is going to do a couple of hop steps forward, raise his lead foot up, and just heave his entire body into launching Slay J as far as he possibly can in a pretty decent arc so that uh, he will also have some time to let the parachute go and not just oh yeah fucking die yeah he uh he tries to stay straight as he can and he's basically like a lawn dart in your hand <laughs> so give me a strength roll okay can i add anything or is it just straight strength give me athletics oh uh that is a 26 Okay, so you uh, you just fucking launch him into the air, and uh, where are you aiming? I want to arc it sixty degrees into the air so that like he's kind of going towards the outskirts of Skazicus, like towards the wall, so that he can kind of land on the outskirts and just kind of make his way in, kind of a thing. Okay, knowing that he probably won't have a ton of control over. It steering or anything like that, you try to aim directly towards the entrance of Skazicus as best you can and fucking launch him and he <laughs> all you uh, you can almost feel his butt clench <laughs> as he flies through the air <laughs> and then uh, he comes down, he comes down, I'm gonna roll a thing for him come on buddy please He comes down and he comes down and he comes down and disappears behind the tree line. Okay. I don't see a parachute go. <laughs> nope. Oh, oh no. Ryan. I did not do don't get mad at me. I rolled the die for him. What and did he roll? It was the fates that decided. Let me tell you, it was below a ten. No. Rolled the die for sure. <laughs> Oh. Mads is gonna go back and uh, he's gonna um, approach everyone and he's gonna say well I did not see your parachute open so <laughs> what? I do believe that our friend has gone to join the mountain no <laughs> we will find his body and I will bury him on the mountain you have my word Cena. <sighs> That's really fucking bites. Well, he did say that was how he wanted to go. That's true, but my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you guys do now? I'm going to get close and I'm going to start raining fucking rocks on the city to cure my uh, sadness. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no problem. You drag your sleigh down, and it's not far before you get the wall in your giant steps. And uh, how close do you want to get? There's abouts. Um, I want to get um to the point where I know that ballista are definitely out of range of me, but close enough that I can hit this fucking castle. Cause I want to knock it, and I want to do everything in my power to raise it from the ground. Like I want to. 
throw mm. directly at this castle as much as possible. If there's a ballista in the first building where they were making siege equipment, you can't quite do it. But the other three, you're out of range. So there's that. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm going to go ahead and start throwing. Gotcha. Give me some athletics. Give me like, uh, give me four athletics. Okay. Uh, 26, uh, 27, uh, 15, and 17. I'm trying to find the, uh, support buttresses for towers on this castle, like, anything that I think can bring down as much of the real estate as possible on the castle. Gotcha, and and y- you aim towards the the more fragile spots, which are definitely the decorative, eye-catching spots, like you said, the towers and stuff, and uh, the steeples and things, and they just crumble, and the noise resonates throughout the city of Skazikas as these rocks fall down, and and it's built by the giants, so it is large, but you are able to at least take the decorations off of them, if nothing else, and. Um, Eventually, after your fourth rock, you see some figures coming outside the town, down the road, to see what's going on, and, uh, they're dwarves. They're probably, uh, a couple hundred feet away from you at this point. I'm going to charge in, and then stop short. Um, like, pretty fucking close to them. If you're charging them, they're gonna start running the other direction. And uh, you can obviously catch up to them, and then if you stop, they're going to stop. Where are your tiefling masters? They're not here. What's the big idea from rocks at our city? Where did they go? You see them look at each other and deliberate a little bit, and they say, They've been disappearing over the last few days. Listen here. You are not paced yet, but you could be. Where did they go? It's not our business. They don't tell us their comings and goings, and we never asked to serve them. They just started I'm going disappear- to grab the one talking. Before he can uh, do anything, I gallop uh, forward, and I'm still in my elk form. <laughs> and uh, I say, cousin, wait, there's more... Probably more we can ask. I will set that one back down. (laughs) (laughs) And they have this uh, giant elk talking to them right now. (laughs) How did they leave? Where? Well, they don't tell us anything. They didn't ask us to come with them wherever they're going. They just started disappearing from the town. We get our orders from our commanders, and when we report in, they just... They just wouldn't be there. We walk around, try to find them, see who knows what's going on. They don't tell us nothing. Have any of you been inside of the castle recently? Not us, but I know a fellow who has. What has he seen? Well, I asked him about it, where the tiefling's been going, because my commander disappeared, as I said. Get to your damn point! He told me. They've been going to the sage workshops. Lots of them, by the dozens, been going to the sage workshops. Have they been removing equipment from there? Not that I've seen. So they're getting an idea of the designs because they feel like they have an advantage over us. If they're getting in the design field, it's sure taking a long time. They must be camping out in there because they haven't come out. Cousin, it seems like we're dealing with a portal. We will go now, cousin. Please go back and get our friends. I will go with these dwarves. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna turn around and go back. It doesn't take you too much time. Alright. <sighs> Everyone. What happened? The, the tieflings, they've all gone. So have, so have the other hostile folk from the town. Only the dwarves are left. They said that uh, the tieflings went into the uh, in, into the buildings where the siege weapons were being made, but they never come out. 
I fear that they may have some sort of portal in there. Quick, let's go. Mats is already on his way. Let's go then. Hop on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hop on what? <laughs> I'm a giant elk. Oh. Yeah, dude, he's a big ass fucking elk. What do you mean? He's the fucking best mount ever. <laughs> we definitely established you're not as big as giants. Yeah, I'm not. So this is like a, a person riding a dog, but it's still, <laughs> I'm still a strong boy. <laughs> and she's a small giant, so she's only sixteen feet tall. Yeah, only. <laughs> you arrive at the city, and this dwarf is going to take you to one of the siege workshops, and he throws open the door, and there's. Whereas before you uh, stood outside the door, you could hear hammering and tools and forges and things. It's just dead inside. And when he throws open the door, well, actually, he can't throw open the door. It was the uh, the Cyclopses. So one of you guys are going to have to do it. Oh, Mads had done that before they even got there. Yeah, you kind of double throw open this door and it's just vacant inside. And you see again. These were these these siege workshops were built by the giants. They're old giant buildings, and so it's big enough for you to walk right in. And um, give me a perception. Nat twenty, Brian. Look. Yeah, you do a perimeter sweep of this uh, siege workshop, and you have no problem finding the trap door that leads down the stairs towards the basement. I'm going to rip it open and start going down there. It's old and rickety, and uh, your ferocity with which you rip it open actually breaks it off its hinges. The screws come loose, and this thing just flops over to the side. And uh, you start stepping down the stairwell, and you're immediately hit by the sound of flies, the smell of sweet perfume, and the, uh, the illumination of this portal that you've seen a dozen times already. Oh, my mountain. We have found them, and we will deliver our vengeance. What do you do? The others aren't there yet. I'm continuing down. Okay, you reach the portal, and the smell of sweetness is sickening in the air, and the flies are buzzing before your eyes. I'm going to just stand there and wait for my cousins to arrive party your elk has uh, stopped inside this siege workshop when you peer down the stairs there's your cousin Mads at the bottom his face is kind of flickering with the light of this portal come cousins death awaits us yes let's do this I think whether it's ours or someone else's remains to be seen oh cousin if there's one thing you have learned about me, I am much greater at dealing than getting. And Mads will step through the portal. Time to Die, Podcast Network. You know the drill. If you're enjoying the show, we would be honored to have your support. Patreon.com slash Time to Die RPG for pledging monthly. KO-FI.com slash Time to Die RPG for giving us one-time payments as a gift. So Nerdware.com slash Time to Die using Time to Die at the checkout for 10% off your entire purchase to support us with our merchandise. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Time to Die RPG. Tim Demuse, who plays Mads, is on Twitter at Ida Grab Your Gun. Chris Riley, who plays Feardos, is on Twitter at PP Crasta. That's P E E P Y C R A S T A. Aubrey Gray, who plays Cena, is on Twitter at Aubrey Gray One. That's A U B R E E G R A Y and the number one. I, Brian Bridges, the GM of this campaign, am on Twitter at Manly Brian. You can also come hang out with us in our Discord server. Links are in the episode description, or you can find all of these and all of our content at timetodierpg.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
I could have fucking cast Featherfall on him! Oh my god, I'm such a fucking idiot. I could have fucking cast Featherfall on that parachute the whole goddamn time. 